please enter room 2008. And just as we usually do, we're back for another edition of Room 2008. How are we doing, guys? Yeah. What's yeah. up? This is going to be the 36th episode spectacular. 36. That's right. <laughs> Was that? Damn. That worked out great. Mm, is, you know what that means. Yeah. She's time flip. I'm sure there's words, but I never looked up that conspiracy about what, what's actually being said. That's all right. What are you going to do? All right. So, yeah, tonight um, we are going to go into probably one of my – probably my second favorite conspiracy or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to be going over the Chronovisor and uh, a couple other past viewing devices. We're going to get really deep into that because uh, if this stuff is real, it's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. A part of me believes it. I'm 75% believing this. For any viewer that's watching right now, we're going to be going into it. Just yep. know that. Yep. 75 uh, is good so, over. Yep. So before we get into it, as usual, we are live on twitch.tv slash room 2008 ENT as we are every episode. It is a Thursday night tonight. The past few weeks we've been going on Saturday. That's why y'all need to follow us on Twitter at room 2008 ENT2. That way you can be aware of when we go live, what subject we're doing, because uh, our schedules are kind of off and on at this point as, as far as when we're going to be going live. So follow us on there. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram, room 2008 ENT. And shoot us an email uh, for any of your favorite conspiracies, any crazy stories you got, anything like that. We'll read them on air. Room 2008 ENT at gmail.com. What do you think about that, Peter? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You've done it enough 36 times. <laughs> Feels like only four. So this is our 36th episode. All right, man. Seems what like we've we done more. We have two. We're well, running we go, out of ideas. We haven't even hit 40. Well, we go for like two hours every time we do it. So That's true. Well, if you think about it, we do uh, it, we do one a week. So 36 weeks. Yep. Wow. So uh, wow. Sp- speaking of two hours, I did put a poll on Twitter. So if you do follow us or if you want to visit mm-hmm. us on Twitter – uh, vote in that poll of your desired podcast length. Link uh, down trying, below. Trying to get some market research going on in here. So, um, so what do y'all want to start? With? I have a uh, I have a missed uh, missed factoid of information from last episode. Last episode we did Fed Now. Uh, go back and listen to that because some crazy stuff's gonna be coming up with that. Um, I missed a a factoid of an executive order that was signed in March. I don't know how we missed this. So the executive order is called the executive order on ensuring responsible development of digital assets. Uh, It was signed in March and the main one, the the main uh, section I'm talking about 
is exploring a U.S. central bank digital currency. So it's already in effect. Oh, great. Yeah, you also sent an article that was saying 110 other countries have uh, basically signed off on getting this thing done. A U.S. Wow. CBDC, a digital form of the U.S. dollar, has the potential to offer significant benefit. I mean, it's going into why it's needed, um, you know, who's going to develop it, the, uh, gather the funding for it, and all that stuff. This, so this was an executive order that was signed in March that I completely missed. So it's not even a current it. event. But if you're listening, go back and listen to our last episode. Uh, that was a good one. Scary stuff. I guess I'm the only one that thought that. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, very, very, uh, very interesting. Uh, and this is all the Fed now stuff is kicking off in July. Is that right? Yep, kicking off in July. But I just remember Here we, you know, we 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 went in into the future of what you know what it could bring, and the CBDC is one of them. But this isn't coming in July, but um, this just goes more in depth of that map that the U.S. has. I think it was like in the research and development phase or something. So oh, it yeah. proves it that an executive order was signed off on back in March, only, you know, less than two months ago when this got signed. So. Wow. It's in full it's gear. Like the, it's kind of like the Antarctic Treaty. All mm-hmm. the countries are getting behind it. Yep. Mm. No one's going to be Seriously. against it. No one's just going to agree on it and live in happy harmony. Yeah, this is this is for our financial safety. It actually does say yeah. that. Oh, great! <laughs> a potential U.S. CBDC could also help preserve U.S. global financial leadership. There you go, mm-hmm. Peter. You are, do you work for the White House? What did you say? Do you work for the White House? Oh you man, know, I I just watched the press briefings. Wow! I don't know. This, this podcast was your idea, Control Op Pete. So that's bizarre. <laughs> Drew. It's a psyop. Tonight we are talking about the Chronovisor, as previously mentioned. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to go into another uh, past viewing camera, as they like to call it. Um, we're going to start off with uh, the Chronovisor, though. We're going to go into who is kind of behind it, who was involved with it, and and kind of where the idea came from, and and where the whole conspiracy came from. And then we'll get into the actual characteristics of it and uh, what it supposedly does. Nice. So as the resident Catholic on the show, Lance is going to start us off with uh, Father Ernetti. Ernetti, yeah, let me get my screen right. I'm trying to get your face in there. So Yeah. So, you know, yeah, all right. So Get my face in there. Yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to mess with my, my joke was written, you know, and uh, I had to fix it up. So, uh, all right. So um, the chronovisor. We have to go back and start with who actually crafted it and, and give the full detail of, of the individuals involved in order to go into really like, because if we just start talking about it, of course it won't sound uh, as juicy. So as control, delete is a yawn. Peter's really excited. Did you just see him yawn? Yeah. Sorry, I, I just woke up. Been there, done that. <laughs> Emergency nap. It's 9 p.m. He usually wakes up at vampire hours at about 1 a.m. <laughs> Kind of stays oh, up his grocery shopping at Walmart. I it's drove like, right I so, drove right. for like ten hours. What you're in, you're in Nashville, anyways? Uh, I felt like ten hours. Uh, Arnetti was a scientist, a scholar, world class authority on music, and a big Benedictine. I can hardly say that monk, most famous for performing exorcisms, which is really cool when we get into it. So he strongly believed that science and the supernatural are one and the same. He believed that entities existed in different dimensions and that his understanding of physics is why he was so good at combating spirits. 
This is Pellegrino Arnetti. So um, I want to put a backdrop on him. He's kind of the one that, that, that started all this. So you may go in on what he was doing, Drew. you have anything to say about that individual? Um, no, you pretty much covered just his basic thing. He was a Roman Catholic priest. Um, I, I find it very interesting that he was uh, able to perform exorcisms. Mm-hmm. He was known in Venice. He was like famous in Venice for his exorcisms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was a uh, he was well well educated in physics. Um, spoke several different languages, so he was a very uh, well educated individual. And you, yeah, and you have to keep in mind too through this whole podcast that everybody speaks of him as like an honest, straightforward person. He's not a quack, or he's not just like a. He's not like us. Yeah. He's not running like a conspiracy podcast or anything like that back in the night. You know, let's hit that mute. Oh, sorry. So um, it all starts in September 1952. Arnetti was working on a project at the Catholic University of Milan. He was restoring tape recordings of the Gregorian chants. And while listening to one of the tapes, the school founder, uh, I'm going to call him Gamelli, uh, Gimelli. I don't want to mess it up, but I just sure. did was convinced that he heard his father's voice in one of the recordings. So his father had passed away well before the recordings in the Gregorian chants, but he could hear him arguing about the cost of shoe wax in the, in, in the recording. Well, and he, and he was like a cobbler. Yeah. Like a shoe, like a shoe guy. Yeah. Right. That was his, that was his profession. And um, so this is where the, uh, the idea came up where Arnelli got the idea of sound after death. And it kind of, he was fixated on that. Like, you know, there's something going on here, right? Cause his mind, I mean, he's just all into that. So what was going on after kind of looking into it was something similar to electronic voice phenomena. You ever heard of uh, EVP? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Delete. Control it. Delete. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm saw quite a bit on this uh and it's interesting to think about like uh the way that sound is uh you know put into the grooves of vinyl uh it's it's like theorized that somehow the environment absorbs sound and light that can be uh that can be detected later on and recaptured uh, with the yeah recaptured with the proper instruments um, that's, that's super fascinating to me. I never yeah. thought about it like that before. Yeah. So essentially so, when he, when he caught his father's voice on that, that was essentially in EVP. I mean, um, yeah, I was going to go into that later, but cause I don't really have a whole lot of information on that, but I mean, that's essentially what it is. And if you don't know what that is, a lot of ghost hunters use it. Um, hmm. it's basically, you hear something when you record it on tape or you have a tape recorder or something and you'll say, Hey, is anybody here? And you're, you're recording, but you don't hear anything. Your human ear doesn't hear anything. And when you stop recording and play it back, you'll hear this faint human voice or something, you know, it could be, it could say a word. It could be a moan or a yell or something like that. So it's a, some sort of phenomenon that people have yet to figure out. Like on the sixth sense where he didn't believe the boy through the whole movie. And then he goes back and starts listening to old cassettes, and then he turns the volume up super loud, and he can he can hear, Dude, exactly. uh, a, yeah, another voice in the room talking to the kid who was supposed to be by himself. 
Yes, I just got chill bumps because I remember that movie. Love it. Yeah. You hit oh, it's this. Man, that's classic. perfect. It's exactly how it is. So well, with uh, Jim Ellie's, if I can call him that. So he has an invested interest. He hears his father talking about shoe wax on one of these recordings, right? And um, and then Arnelli has this idea of sound after death. So Giamelli's uh, invested interest and status as the president of Pontifical, or Pontifical, good Lord, uh, Pontifical Academy of Sciences, he was able to fund the possibility of being able to hear or see visions or sounds of the past. So he basically funded the idea of sound after death for Arnelli. And uh, so that's kind of how it started with Arnelli. He wasn't in the position. He had the science background. Uh, he came into contact with uh, um, Jim Ellis and um, got the investment that way. So he put together a dream team. Um, and this the, was like uh, 12, 12 people or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. He assembled a team of 12 scientists and he would only reveal through this whole thing. And that's kind of like one of the, Ah, he only revealed two scientists out of the 12. Enrico Fermi, who was a Nobel Peace Prize physicist known for Fermi's paradox and creating the first nuclear reactor. And Warner von Braun, the Nazi uh, rocket scientist to director of NASA, as everybody knows it, which we're going to get into in other episodes. We all we don't want to get into him right now. This is uh, completely off topic. So but he was part of the dream team. Funny how his name keeps coming up. Yep, and speaking, a lot of different episodes about him and different things he's involved with. And speaking of funny, Peter, do you think it's funny that there were 12 scientists in this case? Right. It's always 12, yeah. And uh, uh, other than those two, the rest were unnamed. Right. So, so it could have just been the same paperclip people. Didn't all? Didn't this all happen like the 50s? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah, 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 this was going on in the early 50s. I think, okay. 52, I think. That was the yeah. best decade to live. Hey, I'm not paying attention to chats. We got some chats going on. I don't know if you're playing them or not. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. So, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, this, uh, so the, the dream team came up with the chronovisor. And, um, I, you know, I could go on. I, could, I have so much information on it, but I want to kind of chime in right there. So we're going to start talking about the chronovisor, but I wanted to take a step back and talk about the people involved with it yeah. before we get into what it does and all the uh, Yeah, so where the, where the legend kind of came up was in um, – I'll, I'll go into this before we go into it. Where the legend kind of hit mainstream was in 2002. Uh, um, I think he was a priest as well, Francois Brune. Is that how you say his name? Brune yeah. Brune. Uh, he wrote a book, which you can find on Amazon for the very cheap price of uh, like $475. Oh my God. I've tried to find it online everywhere. And um, so basically he and Ernetti were taking a ferry ride somewhere. I think it was Venice, maybe. Somewhere. Yeah, it was Venice. Yeah, it makes sense because he was working in Venice. As yeah. And they, they got on the subject, you know, they, they both spoke multiple languages. They both started talking about physics and, and, you know, uh, different, just everything, and uh, I think they were in there. I think Arnetti was in his mid to early 30s at this time, so Brune would have probably been in his 20s. And uh, Brune mentioned something about being able to see past events, you know, where they wish they could do that. And Arnetti was like, Oh, well, just so happens we did that. So, this was, uh, I think this the boat ride, I think, was in the 60s. So, Arnetti 
told the story about a decade earlier, you know, when they started going into the chronovisor, who did it, what happened and, and how it was made and all that stuff. So this didn't really hit the mainstream conspiracy community until 2002 when his book came out. Yeah. And through his whole career. And you mentioned the new mysteries of the Vatican was the book. Um, no, something else. I think it's, uh, hold on. I'll, I'll have to look it up. You can keep going. New mystery of the Vatican. Vatican. Um, so what's interesting is that like he went on to say, so his whole career was about, uh, explaining, um, yeah, the things that they did. It was, uh, he shared stories that he shared with Arnetti over the years about the vice and experiences that they shared, uh, or that actually Arnetti saw, uh, such as viewing speeches of Cicero, Mussolini, Napoleon, along with blueprints of the coronavirus in his, I believe he put the blueprints in his book. Sorry, I was, uh, I misspoke though. The expensive book on Amazon is called Father Ernetti's Coronavisor, The Creation and Disappearance of the World's First Time Machine. And now it's, wow. going, for, now it's going for $98.79. When I was doing some research, it was for like $4.98. So prices dropped. Wow. What uh? Why? What Why year was so that? Uh, this came out in two thousand by a guy named Peter Crassa. So he came out Man. in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. So the the book that you're talking about right now that came out in two thousand was f- before Francois Brune came out with the two thousand two right. New Mystery of the Vatican. Correct. So, oh my gosh. Okay. All right. We'll come back to that. But you know, several of the articles I read were saying it really hit the mainstream in two thousand two. So, yeah. so this machine is uh, claimed to be housed in the Vatican. Yep, supposedly, yes. allegedly, it's believed to be stored in one of the vaults somewhere. There's 50 miles of shelves used to store top secret historical artifacts. Yeah, and I was going to say, yeah. Lance, as the resident Catholic, you can you get you got like an archive card you can just pull out, right? I do. Like yeah, I get card. one. Every six years, they send out a card. And as long right. as you keep your Catholic membership, you keep yep. paying in, you get this little card with the little barcode. Yep. And when you go to, uh, you know, you go to the Vatican right, right and, it, and they say, hey, you didn't pay your $20 in the basket. You're good. And uh, so you give them 20 bucks and you get in the door. So it's, right. it's kind of like that. That'll be our fourth episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but to take a step back, so this device would take res, uh, residual electromagnetic radiation and translate into images and sounds. They could designate a specific time and location that would reconstruct on a large cathode ray tube. I don't know. I'm sure control. Uh, Pete knows exactly what that is. Large cathode ray tube. I don't know. Do you? It's like, a, it's like a, one of those at home. It's like a it's like a TV. Pretty much. Yeah, that's like a very technological way to describe a TV. So once they realized, the Dream Team realized that this could work, or they actually like proved it, they brought their device to uh, Pope Pius XII. Pope Pius ordered them to deconstruct the device and to not disclose any information about the device because of its perilous nature. Uh, even Father Ornetti warned that the machine could produce universal tragedy. And uh, yeah, so it's it's being stored in one of the vaults, the 50 miles of shelves used to all the historical artifacts of uh, what uh, uh, where's the, the archives at the Vatican. Right. And yeah. uh, it's somewhere it's down there. 
there's a schematic floating around of this machine. Oh yeah, too, we're gonna get to that in a minute. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a device used to capture sound waves from the past and convert them into audio slash visual reconstructions of history. So like we're doing right now, talking into this microphone, catching it in real time, this device is able to like fifty years from now, they they would be able to use that device and come back here on May fourth, twenty twenty three dial in on this exact moment and hear us talking basically and, and reconstruct the, the visual of this as well. Without even having to subscribe. Wow. Right. So you're telling me that they could come back 20 years from now and hear my joke about Dylan Mulvaney. Absolutely. Oh, fuck. Man. It's like people can go back and look at like your life history, like your, like your search history. So that's the whole point. That's what people were scared of. And that's why the, the Pope was saying that's just, no man needs that right but my wheels were turning like why else would the would would the pope um keep it a secret which is interesting because it was that specific pope want to keep it a secret and i can see the conversation right now they bring it to him they're like hey check this out and the pope looks in there however it's probably this big ass tv you know tvs back then you know in the 19 uh like 70s were huge or you know right so he was probably looking at this tv looking thing and uh saw whatever he saw and said you know what we don't want anyone that has an influence on the catholic church to get a hold of this and that's where my mind went was the uh rothschild loans to the holy see Mm. yeah the pope Uh probably knew which hands would get this thing and said, destroy it. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know the Rothschild's loans to the Holy See, I thought it was really cool. It was a major financial loan arranged between the Rothschild family and the Holy See of the Catholic Church. The first loan, which occurred in 1832, took place in the aftermath of the Napoleon uh, or the Napoleon, I don't even know how to pronounce it, the wars. Napoleonic? uh yeah there you go during the yeah so um so the rothschilds were back in 1832 funding this type of war right and then that was the equivalent of four billion in 2021 oh wow and then a second loan occurred during the the pope Pius uh in the early 1850s same members of the rothschilds family after the collapse of the Giuseppe, uh, I'm, I'm like half Italian. I can't, I can't, I can't do this Italian words. Uh, in the Roman Republic, so um, they've been taking loans from the Rothschilds family, right? So the Pope was probably knowing exactly where this would end up, and demanded that it just be taken apart and put into a vault or burned or whatever. Right. And no, you know, that. that's not the point of the episode. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew my point and that like why he would say dismantle it, you know, and all this. I mean, that that rings true to me. Right. And uh, they probably wouldn't want anybody getting a hold of it because it could probably like reveal secrets of the Vatican that they, of course, would not want getting out. And then, of course, uh, they could wield the power of this thing to you know, strengthen themselves. Um, so, yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot of, of reasons why they would dismantle it. There's a right there's a lot of reasons why they would uh use it to uh not help humanity. And also also too, there's conspiracies, there's there's reasons why the Catholic Church in general would not want it out there because maybe there's some uh mismatch information, you know, as far as what we know about you know, an organized religion like the Catholic religion to what actually went on. Right. And uh and and they don't want that to be, you know. Uh, so I mean there's there's a, a multitude of reasons why this thing is just better off six feet under and, and you know, no podcast ever mentions it. Now uh Ernetti or however you say his name, he claimed that they were able to look at the crucifixion of Christ, audio and visual, with the chronovisor. Uh, what do y'all think of that? You think that happened? Well, let's go. Let's let's get back to kind of how the box works, and then we can see if it makes sense if he was able to, you know, to do any of that. So, like we said. Um, it was made of cathode rays, antenna, and metals that receive sound and light signals on all wavelengths. Um, another another thing that was mentioned was uh, he was basing all this off of Aristotle's theory on the disintegration of sound, that every sound, like, it, it doesn't disappear. Like, what I'm saying right now, even though... It's in a loop. I've, I've stopped. The sound, the sound of my voice is still out there somewhere. Right. So just it, the way, absorbed. Right. Like I said a minute ago, the way this microphone is is receiving my voice in real time, this is something that can detect where my voice is at out in the ether, receive it and record it and print it on or you know dis- display it on the TV like device. So, um, you know, you set it to whatever frequency or wavelength or whatever you want to call it, and it captures the residual energy and it reconstructs it on there. So. Uh, it had several antenna, three of which were made of mysterious, quote, mysterious metals uh, that picked up sound and light waves across the entire respective spectrum. There was a direction finder on the device uh, and was allegedly tuned into the specific era that one wanted to view, while a screen displayed it and a recording device captured the footage. So the wow. was thus, it was thus more of a window into the past rather than an actual time machine. Yeah, I was about to say, like, uh, a, a time machine, as it's popularly thought of, I, you know, isn't very plausible to me. But this kind of is just, uh, right. you know, that you can just you can look back, but you can't yeah. go there. That seems yeah. more plausible. To yeah, er- Ernetti said, quote, um, it worked like a television catching echoes from days long gone that had been, quote, floating in space. So they, they figured out a way just to. I mean, they, they figured out how to do this, you know, record your voice in real time. They figured out how to do cell phone signals, Wi-Fi, radio, TV. Who's to say? Is, it's, it's really kind of the, the first TiVo. Yeah. Who's, I mean, who's to say you can't tap into the frequencies that the residual energy is on, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, hey, just to be clear, so uh, when they would look into this device, it was like they were there. It never really specified how they were seeing it other than just like you could see uh like an aerial view if you will like just kind of seeing the right. situation it wasn't like through the eyes of someone right 
or anything like that. So yeah, for you, any of you who are not familiar with that, that's I want to be very clear. It's like watching almost like a TV show just based on the energy coming out from everybody at the time. Yeah. And like down. you can't you can't interact with anybody, you can't talk to anybody. You know, it's not like you get transported back to that time and you're walking around and you know, you can you know, be in the environment. You're literally just watching it like it's on TV. Yeah, like how would you type in coordinates and you know exactly. like there, there know. was no GPS? Um, how would you position the, exactly. the image? Well, uh, yeah, so my thought was on that. Yeah, Lance knows. I'm an expert on that because I've uh built one and recreated one and tried it and it hasn't worked yet, but we're working on it. Oh, um, don't look at my past. Yeah. <laughs> that bitch is not <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at last night. Please don't look at last night. So, uh, uh, it was just an experiment. I brought, oh, first time, one time only. Um, so, um, I forgot where I was going with it. But no, uh, my my thought is, it's kind of like if you knew that um, uh, there was a speech at this time, and we have record of this happening at this time in this location – then they could zone in kind of to that. So they were looking at stuff that actually like we, everybody knows about that happened at what particular times. Um, now the crucifixion is the, the biggest um, story of this. Cause he's, you know, there's pictures of it and we're going to show those and kind of compare. And I'm not sure. I'm not like, you know, I'm not an expert on all that. I don't know if they know exactly when that happened, and obviously they, they I want to say they don't, right? And exactly where it happened, there's ideas. So that might be far-fetched, but the idea behind the whole um, chronovisor is that you have to know what you're looking for to find it. Right. Speeches, you know, and uh, and all that fun stuff to zone in on that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, another another one that they supposedly saw was uh, Cicero's speech to the Roman Senate in 63 BC. Uh, Ernetti was quoted as saying his gestures, his uh, intonation, how powerful they were, what flights of oratory. So apparently, you know, you're able to see. I mean, that's, that's I, I can't even put into words yeah. like how crazy that would be. Right to go back and uh, listen to. George Washington, mm-hmm. or um, who else did they uh, claim to to listen well, that was, to? That was that's that was a different one. We're going to go into in a minute. Okay. Yes, yeah, um, so all this happened back in what nineteen fifties. We're going to say mid fifties. Yeah. Says fifty two, mm-hmm. could be fifty five, fifty six, doesn't matter. But around nineteen seventy two, an article comes up claiming the Vatican has a device that can see the past. Uh, there are a few pictures. Now keep in mind, beforehand, the Pope already said get rid of it. Right, this is back in the fifties. So in 72, this article comes out. There are a few pictures that are disclosed and claim to be proof uh, of the, the, the chronovisor. They're like so, images from the, the chronovisor, allegedly. Right. Allegedly. And, these, and this is part of the, uh, um, the article. And Drew, I'm going to ask you if you can. Let's pull up some of those pictures. I guess we're going to describe are... them to the, the non-viewers. Oh, yeah. Look at this. So, um, all right. So the top is said to be, uh, Jesus walking. I know everybody's, everybody's eyes go to the guy kind of to the right middle, but it's actually the gentleman to the left. 
is supposed to be Jesus. If you can, yeah, if you got it, there you yeah, go. that middle guy. Yeah, there he is. Right. So that's supposed to be um, Jesus. And there's some other pictures that came up. Oh, yeah, that one. So this is the actual news article right here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, and all this is in it's all this is in Italian. So I'm assuming this is a machine invented that photographs the past. I'm assuming. So uh, looks like this is a picture of Jesus as he's on the cross. Um. So I'm sure this caused quite a stir back in the day. Right. <laughs> the chat. <laughs> he's a little too white. So, oh, is that the schematic? Yeah, I was going to do these pictures real quick first. I got you. So these pictures were, you know, the, this is what came up of the the coronavirus. So, um, Arnetti wow. claimed to have other proof of the coronavirus, and he's actually, you know, like such as uh, transcribing the lost play scripts of, uh, I want to, I want to call it Quintessenus, or the Theestes. In 169 BC, it was a play that was done in 169 BC that they have since lost in history, and they they don't know the the play scripts for that. So he went back and uh, he uh, he not only claimed that he watched the play and was able to transcribe and complete the text of the play, but those manuscripts actually still exist today. So like they haven't right. recorded. So you know there is some merit to. The, like this, this, this guy, right, Arnetti, he's he's a, a very established person uh, in a moral aspect as well. So you know, like when he does something, people, you know, yeah. pay attention, right? Right. He also uh, was able to view uh, Mussolini, all of his a uh, couple of his speeches, and Napoleon as well. Wow! So, major major events in history. Obviously, you know, Jesus's resurrection being the the biggest, but it's, it's still crazy that you're still able to pinpoint where you want to go, who you want to listen to at one point in time and just fucking do it. You know, that means if, um, if the coronavirus is real, that means the Vatican could go back and, you know, look at the origin of man. Exactly. Uh, these, I mean, what, that's what I would look at. Yeah, I mean, Cause yeah, you could go back. However no long. Mark, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you go back to the ark. You go back to the moment of creation, the Big Bang. Who's to say you can't? Everything do that? is on a time loop. I was looking a little bit into that. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Let's all do it. Um, <laughs> you I'm sure something. the Vatican does not want us to look at the origin of man. There's a lot to it. Um, time slip phenomenon. Um, the time loops. I mean, there's an episode on all these. Ex- expound upon them. Yeah. I'm not going to, but uh No, I'm saying we need to do an episode to expound upon them. Sure. It'd be great. Uh let's see here. So backtrack. Nineteen fifties, he's working on this thing, gets a dream team, they create this uh chronovisor, right? The Pope says, dude, you gotta get you gotta get rid of this right now. Nineteen seventy two, article comes out, bringing it back up into attention, has these uh photos of Jesus Christ at the crucifixion and um and walking through fields and he has all this to you know to back up with our our man um what's his name braun 
Brune. But, uh, Brune, there you go. In 1988, so then it's quiet, right? 1972, this article comes out, kind of brings it up. In 1988, a decree from the Vatican is released that states, anyone who employs a device capable of harnessing the power of sound in time will be excommunicated. And that's where oh, wow. it hits the fan. So it was quiet, and then they came out with this decree and uh, literally said anybody that can harness the power of, of sound and time be excommunicated. Like, that's exactly what the chronovisor is. So, Peter, let me ask you this. If, if that was not real, if the chronovisor was a hoax, it was fake, Ernetti made it up, Brune made up the whole story, why would the Vatican come out with something like that? Right. They're like... They're like trying to get ahead of it or something. No, we're asking. Um, what's, the, what's the reason? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Stop <laughs> they, fucking they... dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they were like trying to get ahead of it or something. Like uh, it's crazy. Like that pretty much confirms that something is uh is is happening with it with the chronovisor. Right. Um, it's not like the Pope was looking at his ex wife. <laughs> I was trying to find uh, any evidence at all that that decree went out, but I couldn't find anything. Well, every source that I looked at, every source you looked at, all says the same thing. Well, so, you're a Catholic, dude. You got connections. Yeah, I'll ask my. I should actually. I should bring it up. Like you have, have a direct. My, you have, I have a direct one with my priest every every Sunday. You have a direct line. Down. Yep. Me and Peter are on the outside here. When I leave the cry room. And priest always flies me down. He's like, "Hey, you have any questions about today's sermon?" <laughs> yeah, the cry room. Uh, so you got the cry room. Peter's got the I scry was on a room. Podcast with my boys the other night. Chronovisor <laughs> comes on. I was going to say something about scrying. Like, I wonder if that has some sort of connection with this. Like, maybe, uh, maybe there's like a, a mechanic that we're not. Uh, getting about the chronovisor maybe maybe it has to uh like car mechanic it's some it somehow like aligns with your remote viewing or something you know what i mean like maybe you have to be a remote viewer yeah well listen in order to, this. to even use it i got a um found a very interesting i don't know if this is a book or a report or whatever but it's called the chronovisor notes regarding time time travel and the viewing of past and future events uh institute for paranormal psychology this is from 2011 so, I mean, it's got a whole article about writings on the chronovisor, um, how to use the chronovisor. And uh, let me find back where it went. I just, there it is. Instructions on using it. So this one, this one says, you must first close your eyes to all vision, block out all possible light, and abandon from yourself the sense of sight. Then listen, then taste the air, then move your fingers across the spine, then smell the perfumes of other times, other skins, a witness must never cast her gaze upon a traveler. I don't know what that means, but only find them in the traces that they choose to leave behind. There's a way to see without watching. One can bear witness to time travel by being in a room that served as the point of embarkment for the machine. Um, so, yeah, there's sounds like it's more like a remote viewing type thing. Interesting. So that, would, that would make more sense because you would be able to see it maybe in your mind mm -hmm. rather rather than maybe. Like, a, like a TV or a camera. Yeah, well, 
Well, that was, but this also has a screen though. So, which one is it? Yeah, in in, in this same report, um, in a section called "How to Use the Chronovisor," to use the Chronovisor, one must be able to follow through on all actions, following through and considering the quiet of the ether of time, allowing the Chronovisor, a very, sen- or I'm sorry, a sensitive device, to attach itself momentarily to the mind acting with it. Aha! Be clear that a moment with the chronovisor is no ordinary moment. The terraces and pedestals of time curving inward and creating a hierarchy we have no measure for here on this plane. Many often attempt to clear their minds through meditation or purge themselves of regrets and sins through prayer. And in a way, the chronovisor in itself is sort of a confessional booth, activating strange growths and brain activity when in motion. The chronovisor detects radiation left behind from past events, detects detects dream glimpses of traces to be left in a future time, and this effect can be detrimental, perplexing, nerve-wracking for the average human mind. Wow. So maybe it's like a sensory deprivation tank. Maybe so. This is an extremely, uh, very interesting um, thing I found. I'll, uh, I'll show it right here real quick. Yeah, send me a link to that. But I want to look at this. Yeah, it's only 17 pages, so it's uh, the Chronovisor. Notes regarding time, time travel, and the viewing of past and future events. Los Angeles, California Institute for Paranormal Psychology, 2011. And if the Vatican came out, when did you say they came out with that uh, statement about it? Uh, 88, I think. 88? This is so creepy, man. Mm-hmm. To answer a commenter, uh, M. Linegar, thanks for joining us. Y'all might have said this, but uh, what can hear surroundings, right? So, uh, yeah, it was time. It was uh, sound and visuals. Correct, yes. So sound must reverberate uh, longer than we think it can. Right. Forever. Uh, for, yeah, forever. And, and light as well. So whatever we do in our lives, we leave a detectable trace behind. But just, I mean, just reading that question, though, it's like a, it's like your, it's like your search history it never gets deleted off your computer. Like yeah, you're, right. You may think you're in private, but a uh, private browser. Oh man, uh, I gotta get a, I gotta get a VPN for my Coronavisor. <laughs> <laughs> just so reading the question though, that seconds. that uh, M. Linegar wrote. <laughs> so you can hear the sound and you can see the event, but. But the movements of people, how is how does that give off a um, electromagnetic history, you know, or, or radiation of movement? I don't know. A lot of the stuff I was reading says um, it reconstructs. So I don't know if that means it. I'll tell you if you pull up the diagram. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I seem to recall something else from a movie that might be comparable to this, and it was either it was either Blade Runner, the first one, or the second one, which was also uh, I think equally as good as the first one. I, there was a scene in one of those where he's investigating, and he sees like a reflection on something in a photo, and uh, he's investigating right, and he zooms in on the photo, and is somehow able to reconstruct the entire scene of uh you know the crime scene through the reflection in a glass or something like that and he can like 
it can like look all around without having to even be there. Hmm. It's, it's sort of comparable. That's, that's reading about this. Well, they, they say that. they say like light and sound, especially sound, but uh, light is also uh, kept within like a gravity pool, right? You know, like bends and lights kept around it. So maybe that has something to do with it, as far as uh, movement and the uh, energy that goes with that. Whatever you're saying, sounds good. Well, let's go over this blueprint real quick because um, I couldn't really make out what this was. Obviously, it's a blueprint, but yeah, that was that what came out of the uh, Francois Barun book, the New right. Mystery of the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Is this all in Italian? I think I so. See. Yeah. Damn it! That's what I'm saying. It's like it's kind of hard to. It's kind of pixelated and blurry, and then I can tell it's in Italian. So let's take a minute and see if we have any Italian viewers listening right now that can comment. We'll yeah, if Mike, if Mike from the Jersey Shore would come on, he could definitely help us. All right. <laughs> so, uh, start from the beginning. What's this say? That looks like the word acceleration, but I know it's just got like three C's. I think that's situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, I lied. I don't know how it could pick up the uh, actual physical movement of an event than just the, uh, cause I get the sound, the sound goes out and it's, you know, wherever. But, um, so the book came out 2002 father Francois Brune passed in 2019. He spent his life publishing books on theology and relationship to quantum physics, EVP time loop phenomena and spirit communications, etc. He too believed that this all existed. And the story goes that, when Arnetti passed in 1994, he swore up until his death that this was real and published an open letter saying that Pope Pius XII forbid us to disclose any details about this device because the machine was very dangerous and it could restrain the freedom of man. And then you had that one family member came out and said that, oh yeah, he admitted to the pictures as being fake. Um, and as you can see in the um pictures that we showed earlier like we had so we had like the actual article well it is in fact and i want the viewers to make their own decision but i've kind of made mine that the pictures that came out with that article uh the one where you know the white jesus uh where he was (laughs) because it's black and white um (laughs) there was a statue in a church that they took that picture it's exactly like it and this is my oh, yeah. but it's exactly like it. Right. The um let me see the picture of oh where do I have it? Walking Jesus through the field of wheat. That was an art piece done. And you can see the picture, which was most convincing of uh to me. I don't know if, if Drew you want to pull it up or not, but um it shows Jesus. Remember, I was like, Hey, Jesus to the left, he's the middle guy, right? Uh, that was actually an art piece walking with Jesus through the wheat field and the picture of them looking like uh, what you would see in like a movie. Of yeah. Jesus. The dramatic shot, the dramatic shot. That was Peter and John walking as an art. It's an art piece. So those pictures have been proven not to be legit, but right. Um, our man Francois Brune was basically saying, you know, 
uh, it kind of goes to twofold. So the article comes out and they were saying people need proof to, to, to realize this. Right. So it kind of came out with that family member say, Oh, it was, it was all fake. But Arnetti said, if, even if you told the family member that uh, all that stuff was fake, he still said, but the, the chronovisor is still real, but that stuff just was fabricated to kind of raise attention to it. Because again, it was detained by the Vatican and you have to come out with something to grab attention. And then the uh, Francois Brune basically said, Hey, if he ever said anything was um, not legit and fabricated, it was because the Catholic church forced him to do this. They forced him. They came to him with his open letter on his deathbed. Remember he was, he came out with that open letter talking about how, um, you know, I could, you know, about Pope Pius XII forbid us to disclose any of that information. You know, everything's, everything is, is legit. Catholic church detained them for that. So there's a mix on, I could see both ways. Right. I can't, I didn't look up the dates on when the, those paintings or the sculpture were created, but, uh, that well, the sculptures be, were created before 1972 because a lot of the pictures came out after that, right? And uh, and you know those Catholic cathedrals were around for hundreds of years. I was going to say if uh, if the artwork was done after the photos, that would be interesting. Oh, maybe they were inspired by images from the Chronovisor, but it was before, so never mind. Well, I mean, I haven't proven that, but yeah, that that's a I, good. I read, I read something that the sculptor <clears throat> was uh, inspired uh, from a, a vision. A nun, uh, nun's vision th- of that's right crucifixion, and that's that was right. one of the, the that was one of the pushbacks on that was this nun had a a, a vision of the crucifixion and you know uh, I guess uh, you know told the story about what Jesus looked like. And then the reason that the the photograph was so identical is because it met the same description that the nun visualized in a dream, whatever the case would be. So it's the same person, right? They're both factual. She she dreamt it, but it was the actual crucifixion, and he um, took a picture of it, the actual crucifixion. It was so identical because that's you know that's how spiritual things work. So who's to say it's not real? You know. Like right. just say her dream wasn't real. Who's to say? And that's the, and that's exactly right, though. Uh, that sculpture did come from somebody's, in, you know, envisioning the crucifixion that came to them. Right. Mm, this is creepy stuff. This it is, is creepy stuff. Um, um, what uh, if if uh, if y'all had access to this machine? What would you go back and look at? If you could choose one thing to go back and look at, it could be from your life, it could be a historical event. Well, one time I got really drunk at this. Uh, when you were wearing a nun outfit? A fraternity <laughs> event. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. <laughs> no, I'm going to go back. <laughs> There's this know, porn video I've been looking for for five years. <laughs> I just copy and paste a link. I don't know, because like a lot of the stuff, you know, the people that invented these things, they would always go back to biblical stuff, um, you know, whether it be uh, the crucifixion. I, uh, I think it was um, 
the coronavirus rollout. Because I'm about to speak on a different device that was uh, being developed around the same time, and I can't remember uh, if it was this one or the uh, coronavirus. Um, not only did they do the crucifixion, but they also viewed the Last Supper um, mm. and just you know various events of Jesus's last days and and, and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. There's there's so much stuff like. Would you want to go visit something biblical like that or something, you know, because I, I tend to lean more like I want to see colonial stuff like at the founding of the country or, you know. Didn't you say there's a source that says that they saw George Washington's speech or is that like a. That's just what I'm about to go into in a minute. Oh, I'll yeah, that was one of the, oh, one of the claims. <laughs> I, I think, uh, the I, think I, would, I think I would go look at uh, the construction of the pyramids finally. Somebody said they did that that too, I think. Yeah, somebody uh somebody they they did that apparently, but they didn't say who did it. Uh, I would go look at the uh I'd go look at the Titanic and then I'd come back and and we could revise our episode we did two episodes ago. And no one would ever know the difference. (laughs) Right. I'd come back with proof though. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've uh I would really like to visit this country at the founding. I would like to see the pyramids. Uh, biblical times, Noah's Ark, like you said, um, Admiral Byrd sure? expeditions. Oh yeah, that's oh, good that sick. Uh, oh man, I wonder. I wonder if you could use the uh, Corona visor to prove uh, the shape. If you know what I'm saying. Fe. Yeah. Possibly. So a commenter asked, "Where is it now?" I'm assuming they're talking about the uh, Corona visor. Is like like current day um it is and this was at the beginning of the episode but it's presumed to be like at the vatican there's and i'm just i keep saying this it's incredible there's 50 miles of shells of historical information that is stored at the vatican basically kept from the public just in case there's a a meteor hits the earth they have all the history of the earth 50 miles of shelves yeah i'm pretty sure you can access some of it but it's like Antarctica, you know, they only allow you to see what they want you to see. So I'm, I'm right, sure like there's traction, like you go on an uh, expedition and it's a yeah. tour guide. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I'm they'll sure show you the real stuff. Yeah. So who knows what they got down there? They probably got. Uh, we're going to do we're going to do an episode on that. I got that on the uh, I got that on the schedule this summer. They probably you know, got they're... like Indiana Jones style relics down there. Imagine what they have from biblical times, but anyway, back to the coronavirus. Uh, so, Peter, you would do the pyramids. Is there any other event? Okay, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to say one. I'm trying to think of a good order, like a, a great speech oh, from oh, the past. Oh. So, would like <laughs> oh, the meteor that hit the dinosaurs that was supposedly like hit Mexico and it caused all those uh, caves in Mexico and everything? Like, would you be able to pick that up? Probably. Yeah. It's anything that makes a sound, anything that moves. I mean, everything that, that happens, right? And this is sort of like the whole um, phenomenons, I guess. Like I was looking at time slip. That's not really it. But like anything that happens is recorded in time and on a loop, right? Well, what, what, I'm about, what I'm about to go into, they claim they could go back to uh, upwards of a million years. Right. Mm-hmm. And think about how bad uh navigates through the night like it basically sees with sound like you. so right 
And you can you can basically see with sound uh, bouncing back. Uh, so you know like that's a snake. that's <laughs> right. You feel uh, vibrations. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So maybe the reverberations really do last uh, way longer than we think they actually do, and therefore everything that we've done moving through time has left a trace. Yep. And we don't we don't. Our bodies don't have the capability to sense them or receive them or view them. Right. Because so. like, just as David Icke said, we're only experiencing a small uh, uh, bit of the, the spectrum of light. Exactly. So there's so much stuff happening around us that we cannot detect. Think about, and, you know, this like, is... Just think about the frequencies we can't hear, like the dog whistle, you know? Right. Dogs right. can hear at all you know, aspects of it too, yeah. You know, you have like 5G wireless. Exactly. Yeah. Or even like very low frequencies, like you, you like you hear at a Travis Scott concert, uh, the low frequencies that, you know, make you make you go nuts. Uh, um, like the home of the earth. Right. Um, I looked into that. Uh, uh, actually, there was weird. Were you sounds... your guitar in, in 3.30? What was it? 3.00? No, 4.32? No, Thirty-two, yeah, yeah. I still have to experiment with that. Your band's but, like, uh, we need to do that you're, out you're like, no, I'm into, bro. Hey, you're here's, out a, <laughs> here's a little side conspiracy. Uh, we this, an episode this, on that. This is still having to do with uh, kind of what we're talking about. Um, y'all remember the movie Sling Blade? Never saw it. Yeah, uh, I know of it. it it's a it's a fantastic movie. Uh, there's some famous musicians that are in it. Uh, one being Dwight Yoakam, and he plays a crazy, abusive drunk in it. Um, and uh, then there's another musician uh, in there, and they they called him uh, Colonel Bruce Hampton. And uh, uh, he he's the guy in the wheelchair in the movie. And uh, uh, I know I know some people in real life that knew him. And, you know, there's all kinds of weird stories surrounding this dude. Like, if you ever met him for the first time, he would guess your birthday immediately. It's the first thing he would say to you. Uh, he, he was a strange uh, guy, but he only tuned his uh, instruments. And I think he even invented his own instrument for his band uh, that was all tuned to 432 uh, hertz. And uh, uh, I started looking into that pretty deeply and, you know, why everything is uh, – well, it's not – Am I getting the numbers wrong here? It's 432. No, you're right. Everything is 440. Yeah, because everything's 440. Back in the day through a movement. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh if if I recall correctly, the uh, the Rockefellers had something to do with uh Correct. with that. But guess what? Uh this movie, uh Sling Blade, Ross, very or very famous or... movie. You can't find uh you can't find Sling Blade on any streaming platform. And that's a real conspiracy. Hmm. Um, and uh, the DVDs are expensive. Like, what happened in this movie? You can't find it on anything anymore. It's a very hmm. famous movie. I'm sure hmm. somewhere. What? But anyway, yeah, have you, have you tried Netflix? Have you tried Netflix? <laughs> I've looked everywhere. There's like a, there's like discussions online about where is this movie? Why is why why can't we have access to this? They're movie? all in the vaults of Blockbuster. Is what they well, are. <laughs> Or yeah, the, that's where all the they, blockbuster movies went. Sling, <laughs> Sling Blade is in the Vatican to be kept for all time. So let me yeah, get into this look, one real. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say everybody look into Bruce Hampton. 
Very interesting fellow. And also 432. Anyway, continue. So I was going to go into this real quick. Um, around the same time, there was something else, uh, another device being developed. Basically the same thing, but a whole different group of people. A guy named Baird Spalding. Uh, he authored a book called The Life and Teaching of the Masters of the Far East. Peter, have you heard of this? Yes, I, I think I heard discussion about this on Art Bell. Right. So I found this uh, I found this book. Oh, it's yeah. a book of uh, multiple volumes, and it was specifically volume five, uh, where he discusses a camera of past events. I found the entire volume. I can send this to you all if you want. Please do. Um, and he developed this with a guy named Charles P. Steinmetz. And Charles Steinmetz uh, was a German-American mathematician and electrical engineer, uh, also a professor. He fostered the development of alternating current. Um, so he's a pretty, pretty smart guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, developed with him. So he worked with Steinmetz, and um, I think on Coast to Coast when we were listening to it, they mentioned Edison may have been involved in this as well. But in, uh, I, I don't see Edison being mentioned in this uh, in this volume. But anyway. Uh, so they built, a, they built a camera that will go into the past and pick up every past event if you wish it. Not only that, he drew the plans for that camera and uh, they followed they followed through with, the, with everything and they can definitely say that they can go into the past. So uh, Baird Spalding is basically confirming his own thing that they, that they built it. Um, it took him nine years and... They always maintain that we would eventually go back into past events to get everything that happened and, in fact, show what civilizations did, how they operated, and so on, and that has come to pass. Our first experience was with George Washington's inaugural address. There it is. This was in New York City at what is now known as Federal Hall. In that picture, you can readily discern every one of the dignitaries who were on that platform with him, and George Washington is walking back and forth before the group giving his inaugural address. At that time, there wasn't even a still picture taken of the address or that group. Paintings were made, but there were no actual photographs. Now we have the actual picture with George Washington's voice on the soundtrack. Wait, we're gonna he play claims to have right now. Y'all wow. talk at the same time. I didn't hear you. I I wasn't aware uh, that they claimed to have what video? GW's inaugural address. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same. It's like it's a, it, it's the chronometer. You know, you're you're. Yeah. It's like you're watching it on TV. You know. Man, I wish there was a way to look at this. Yep. Yeah, so, so much shit right now going on. There's when there, at, this is very possible. Go ahead. When asked how past events were selected, Spalding explained, "They're all in a certain band of frequency. Everything you say, your voice, your words goes right into a band of vibratory frequency, and it goes on and on, like we were saying earlier." Wow. Creepy. Just Mm -hmm. floating around to be picked up. Yep, just waiting to be picked up. So um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that he – so they went from George Washington uh, and viewed the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, wow. They described Jesus as a uh, man that was six foot two. Um, Let's see what else they got here. Uh, I know there's something else. Six foot two. Wow. Yep. Um, 
They looked at uh, Judas the betrayer. So a lot, a lot of biblical stuff. That would make sense to want to go back and prove all of these, you know, to align mm-hmm. with your religion. Well, that and, and you have uh, a very good document of when this stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. So he answered a question. Um, what is the best path? The best path to pursue to obtain illumination, and he answers, "The path is right within. Search ever deeper within yourself. Know that this great light belongs to you. That's all that's necessary." Yeah, I think this has some sort of. Um, that kind there's of... there's got to be a remote viewing connection here. Sorry, that's my uh, guess. I was talking when you did. Sorry. Oh, uh, I, I I definitely believe that if this is real, there's gotta be some sort of remote viewing connection. Right. Um, so how do you, how do you hook yourself up to a device to be able to view know, it? Maybe, maybe it's got like, well, uh, well, 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 the idea was, you know, I know we talked about that earlier, but it's, it's literally like you're looking at the device that's tuned like a, uh, a radio TV that you're tuning in. And then you're getting the visuals through this. Uh, um, what would you, what'd you call it, Peter? You have one at your house. The uh, oh, the, like the, a like a crystal called, ball. Yeah, and through another tube. So I mean, it wasn't like you were wearing goggles or had something strapped to your head. I know that was kind of what we talked about, but um, maybe uh, maybe it is like a the, crystal ball where uh, you can only see what's happening in there, right? Because because it's a uh, you're aligned with it. Um, I don't you know. Should, Very you should have. You should have wore your jeweler's goggles for this episode. I should have. <laughs> didn't bring them. Didn't bring them. Um, but no, this is this is all so creepy, man. Um, yeah. I want. I want. I want to know. Uh, but you know, the, it's sealed in the Vatican, and we'll we won't ever know shit. Yep. I mean, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of other devices supposedly uh, got made. I mean. In one of this, these articles I found, uh, there was a uh, Pravda, the Russian newspaper, um, talks about an unidentified scientist who developed a time camera with pure quartz lenses as a critical component, uh, like Maple Beck's and Stokes chronoscope. The object glass is made of pure quartz, which lets ultraviolet radiation run through it without any losses. As it turned out, it's the ultraviolet radiation that carries the images and the information of the past. Oh, okay. We've already managed to take some pictures. For example, we photographed several days of World War II. I have a very good picture of two warriors who aim their looks at the forest. Another picture depicts horsemen wearing pointed hats and holding bows and shields in their hands. Are these photos accessible? I, I've not in this article. No. Um, Damn, Drew! Come on, man. However, Can't I will send you the articles. Like yeah, send me everything. I'm. I'm I'm, I'm with you. This is one of our favorites. Peter's going to be up for the next 17 days just stewing <laughs> over this. He laughs, like this is this is a this is a good one. This is one of my favorite conspiracies. I've yeah, this, this is my uh, this is up there. This is a, this is in my top three for sure. Because it's plausible, um, more well, so than the way we popularly think of uh, you know the concept travel. of a time machine. Yeah, it's like. 50-50, I believe it, and that the people that were involved were known to be like 
uh, just experts in their field and honest men. I mean, we had monks and we had people that like literally gave their life to their religion. They don't really have a position. I don't think to just come up with a whole bunch of BS. Yeah. You know, right. And if I was Ernetti or however you say his name, if I was him and I knew about this technology uh, and then I met Brune, who, uh, you know, was also intelligent and interested in all the same things, man, I would be itching to tell somebody. I'd be itching like, to uh, tell somebody. Especially if the person you're, you're right talking now. to like, specializes in like quantum physics and, uh, and all about this, uh, uh, what was all the stuff that he was into, you know, just. Oh yeah, physics, you know, uh, mathematics, you same, philosophy. Yeah, you share the same field, and the guy's like, you know, man, I wish so much of the Bible wasn't interpreted. And then he's like, hey, you know what? We can actually look back. It's not up for debate. I could show you what happened, and that's right. kind of how the the conversation. Like, you know, you you've got to tell somebody because they're it just as interested as you are. Mm-hmm. And these are these Our, are just like go ahead, literally. Sorry priest of the highest amount that you can be um doing this so i mean it's 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 hard to debunk it based on like just a average individual that's out there trying to start some stuff but these are renowned people what about our phones are our phones a form of a chronovisor because i mean it's recording everything that we do and you know we take pictures and post it like we can go back and look at our past uh, you know, as, as far back as, you know, since we had, since we got an iPhone. You hope uh, but, and, you know, it's, it's literally looking into the past when you scroll through your camera roll. Yeah. Well, uh, I was going to say, I was say an, another thing the Chronovisor said that they captured was uh, Moses getting the Ten Commandments. Right. That was another event. They, wow. they retrieved the actual tablet, uh, viewed the actual tablet that was passed down. You get you on know, your front advisor you... and look up burning bush. Sorry. And you can also view where all the like lost artifacts are too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you think about, uh, oh, what's the city? Uh, the, um, oh, like Atlantis? Atlantis or uh, like you said, the pyramids was a great example. Building of the pyramids. Um, hell, you could go back and look at, uh, that would solve a lot of conspiracies over uh uh, the alien. Um, yeah, well, then we'd be out of a job. <laughs> oh man, I would love to use this technology to go back and debunk or bunk uh, all all of these conspiracies. Uh, you can go Robot. find big, go right, go find Bigfoot, uh, uh, or like the chat said, uh, you know, get, get on the grassy knoll. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder what. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was about to say, I wonder why they didn't do that, but that was after after they. Uh, they did it, but yeah, that's that'd be a good one. Yeah. Oh, there's well, some more chat going on here. So, um, so what, what are the uh, percentages? I know at the beginning, Lance, you kind of gave your, what did you say you were seven, or did you, Peter? You say you were seventy-five. I think Lance may have said seventy-five. I said that, and originally I'm 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 fifty-fifty, but because I'm Catholic, um, I'm gonna say. 70 percent at the end of the day i'm pretty sure there's something out there i want to go 50 50 on this um but i do think 
the the whole thing about us leaving traces behind that can be detected. I think I think that holds water. Um, that's I I never thought about that before uh, in terms of like looking into the past. Right. I've always been I've always been kind of like eh, time travel really not into it. But this uh, has me uh, reconsidering. Um, and there's been some claims that this thing can look into the future. Is that right? I, Correct. I yes, yes I, I it, it I, can also. Yeah, it supposedly can also look into the future as well. I don't know if I buy that aspect it's of certain. it. It would make right. it would make more sense for things that have happened in the past that have left detectable traces. Right. Uh, that makes that makes sense. But things that haven't happened yet that have not yet left a trace that I don't know about that, but so that's where, that's why I'm kind of 50, 50 on this, but the Vatican coming out and basically saying, you know, if you talk about this, you'll be exiled. Mm-hmm. That see, that's to me, that's a smoking gun there where there's, there's gotta be some sort of truth to this. I'm going 50, 50. And one of the partly, I just want to comment on the comment that was done. Um, imagine if you could use to discover all the discussions done behind closed doors this is one of the, the purposes that I, I believe like it probably was a device. I mean, I could literally see the Pope saying like, dude, like y'all dissemble it, throw it in the vault. Don't bring it up. We have uh, the, the Rothschilds family literally like pumping money into this. They're going to get their hands on it. That, you know, the Pope probably understands that they're not here for humanity's best interest. And uh, right. a, a part of that, kind of puts me at that 50 50 to 70 like i could see that and exactly what this commenter was saying about um if you could use it to uh see all the discussions done behind closed doors all the shady deals secret discussions all of everything i think that's exactly why the pope was saying don't do this um kind of covering that and i think that's really like the heart of it for me yeah, some, something's going on. Uh, there, there's a reason why the uh, or, or Nelly or whatever his name was. There's a reason why he was so passionate about uh, this. And you know, the Vatican could have easily gotten to him and be like, "Hey, take all that shit back." You know, while he's on his deathbed, because mm-hmm. um, you know they have uh, they they can they can have your legs broke, to say the least. So what if some? Um, what if it did get in the wrong hands? Well, also too, if you spend, right. if you if you de- devote, you can you can wait. If you devote your life, <laughs> if you devote your life to your church, and the church comes to you and they, and they say, hey, you say this, or we're gonna take back everything you've done in your entire life, and denounce you of where you are, uh, you there's a little bit of influence, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry, Drew. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't mean to get you off, buddy. So what if it does? Get I got another money? idea. All right. if- <laughs> <laughs> got him. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Something about the wrong hands. Oh no, he's not going to do it. <laughs> so if, what if it gets in the wrong hands? They view, for example, they do view the crucifixion. They view biblical events. Turns out to be true. What if you can record that? I mean, obviously, supposedly, uh, they got the pictures of Jesus. Well, let's just say they were real for argument's sake. Uh, those pictures of Jesus and everything, you can edit that. Yeah. You know, you can, you know, I mean, obviously, Photoshop wasn't a thing back then, but you know, movies were, you know, 
uh they, it's gotta be doctored they you know yeah you know they, they can easily be doctored right. if you could if you could if you could receive that information record it you could edit it you see, right. see jesus wasn't crucified you know you could easily you know maybe that's what they meant by this could get in the wrong hands because it could be it could be altered and you know they just don't want to take that risk right and now we're having to deal with ai mm-hmm. um which maybe Allen iverson Maybe AI is going to be the way uh, the tool that can look at, into the future. Yeah, AI was a real problem for the Lakers in the early two thousands. <laughs> what? Oh, speaking of speaking of AI, what? I uh, I saw uh, uh, so they they're so they're releasing all of this music from bands that aren't bands anymore or dead artists, and AI is generating all of this. Creepy. I found I found like new Oasis a new Oasis album and they call it AISIS. <laughs> and uh it's pretty darn convincing. Uh I don't know how I feel about it. I I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't like the idea of uh Michael Jackson releasing new albums. You know what I mean? It just doesn't yeah. seem right. It's creepy. Yeah. It's like yeah, a it's, it's like creepy. a it's like a faux future. So AI yeah. is about to like make things extra weird. Yeah. Well, I think um, I'm, I'm more on the side that this does exist because I, I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't be able to find something that would capture those frequencies or those wavelengths or whatever you want to call it. You know, I just, with that, with everything we have now with just microphones, cell phones, Wi-Fi. Right. And the Vatican has always had state of the art technology. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For the longest time, they had Unlit- the world's biggest you know, telescope, which was called what? The Lucifer. What was it called? Talking about Lucifer, it was, Satan. It was called. It was called Lucifer. Yeah, you know they have virtually unlimited funding, right? So through um, who? Huh? <laughs> through who? Bound, bound by secrecy. Through you, bro. Um. Roger. 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 And in 1988, remember a decree. The Vatican was released saying anyone who employs a device capable of harnessing the power and sound, power of sound and time will be excommunicated. Um, they're yep. basically threatened by whoever would put out a device. Yep. So, um, Creepy shit. Creepy. Yep. so our, uh, our remote viewer that we just displayed your comment, let us know if you had one place to go that you could view. With they the were the graduate. Graduate. any past event, let us know what it is as we're uh, getting ready to sign off here on this episode. Peter's doing something with the camera. I'm oh, sorry, reading the chat. Yeah, uh, is that the same person? Oh, it was it. Oh shit. Yeah, it was a. Oh, I thought, I thought that was M. Linegar that said that. Okay, never mind. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. M. Linegar, if you're still there, post what you would say. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I thought I, I thought uh, M. Linegar posted that. Sorry a about that. One past event, man. That's really hard. I know. I can't. I can't do one. So can't do it. Like I said, pyramids. Uh, Admiral Bird. That you can't change the uh, outcome. So you're just yeah. You're just watching it. Yeah. Huh. I I would probably think of something that you know how there's memories from your past that you remember them, but you don't remember them with a hundred percent clarity. Yeah, like your right. birth. Yeah. Yeah, like there's some things that that happened a long time ago where I'm like, is that really how it went down? I'd like to go back and Tebow. Mm-hmm. Go back to uh, 
Um, Mel's hole. Mel's, yeah, why not? <laughs> Dude, uh, you, yeah, could, you could go back to when, when that hole was created, you know? It'd probably be could. hard to find because you don't know exactly when it was. I'm assuming you would have to know, like, if you had an idea of where you wanted to go, like, I want to go to 1875. There, there's got to be some way to fine tune it, you know? But maybe, maybe it's a remote viewing tactic of where you just think about George Washington's inaugural speech. Mm-hmm. And maybe geography's take, got something to do with it. It'll just take you there. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe. it's like a, I don't know. Um, fascinating stuff, though. Um, oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna read more into this and hmm. yeah, I'll uh, uh, I'll will send you the stuff I came across because it's some really like, and I hate um I hate I didn't we we're doing this on a Thursday so we did our last episode Saturday so we had two less days to prepare for this I mean there's so much information on this um I, I foresee a part two yeah we can we can probably do a part two on this and um you know, go into actual time travel, you know, more of the, not a time machine, but just the aspect of time travel and and stuff like that, maybe, and kind of link it all together somehow. Nice. (laughs) I'm going to be thinking about all, I'm going to, all night, I'm going to think about where or what I would want to see. It's just going to bother me. Mm. Go to the Titanic, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, remote viewer. I'm not sure how to say the name, but uh, you are. Uh, she stated that your first the time viewer twice. will be tuned in a lot more thoroughly. Enjoy this episode. We thank you for joining us. Um, next week, we're going to have a uh, crazy episode as long as our guest is still booked, which I assume he is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get a, I don't know how you want to say it. A pilot's, pilot's, uh, a pilot's perspective on flat earth. Yes. So we're going to be, uh, gonna, yep. We're going to get his, uh, his perspective from on a neutral resource. We're going to right. bang him with questions. He's going to take it with answers. Yep. Right. He's going to fly right into the splatter zone. Yeah. There you go. Uh, without dipping the nose. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of goodies going to be coming out next week. Mississippi slice. There we go. All right. Man, Mississippi you slice. You got it. Good job, Lance. Thank you. Well, yeah. Right. Um, hey, Mississippi Slice, follow us on Twitter or TikTok or Instagram. That way you do know when we're going to go live. Uh, as for everybody else, um, again, we are live on twitch.tv slash room2008 ENT. Hope you enjoy the uh, – I was about to say the coronavirus episode. Coronavirus <laughs> episode. We're going to next time. Um, any, any final thoughts as we end this? Well, like I said – I'm uh I'm intrigued by um this sound and light reverberation stuff. I I think that's definitely plausible. Um this is a this is a new conspiracy for me. I'm 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 pretty uh pretty interested in this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, hmm. Lance? Yeah, well final thoughts is uh well being Catholic's pretty nice, you should try it out. We get <laughs> to see all kinds of shit. So yeah, join the club, and then I'll tell you just the real truth. Just don't make me go to church, please. <laughs> no, there's ways around that. <laughs> can't, right, do well, yeah. can't do it. Be Catholic. Get your archive card so we can have full access 24-7. We're going to figure out what's there. Um, but, yeah, Online. join us next time. <laughs> Listen to our archive. We're 36 episodes deep. We have our yeah, own yeah. archive right now. So, 
But uh, anyway, yeah, so join us next time. And uh, Room 2008 is out. Peace.